I'm thankful to the, our, the praise team, to Shane and, and the instrumentals for once again doing what they do every Sunday, and that is being faithful to, to lead us in worship and to, and to give us the opportunity to worship the Lord God. Our text this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel, give you an opportunity to find the first book of the New Testament, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, beginning, eventually we'll read from verse 1 and following, a very familiar passage, I know. It is officially today, December 3rd, the first Sunday of Advent, and it's this Sunday and the next three. So, of course, not only are we singing Christmas carols, but we're we're also focusing on, on passages that really explain to us the remarkable event of the eternal Son of God becoming the son of Mary and Joseph. And this is, once again, an opportunity for us to look at that which happened, which is reason for us to celebrate the Savior coming. Matthew's Gospel, eventually I'll begin reading, as I said, in chapter 2. I'm, I'm thankful for your pastor, for Zach. I know you are. And I'm also saying thank you to you for supporting him in this journey. And it's, it's a great task, an assignment to, to earn a doctorate. Many might start it, but very few finish it. It's a terminal degree for a reason. It, it almost kills you. And as hard as he worked, he needed prayers and support of his church. And y'all were faithful. So thank you. Before I served at Mississippi College, and I've been there since 1998, I was a pastor in in Birmingham working on my Ph.D., writing my dissertation. Man, I was slow. It took me so long. That church supported me, and, and thankfully I did finish in March of 1997. By the way, I was Brother Ivan while I was their pastor working on that PhD. And after I became a doctor, I was still Brother Ivan. And that was fine as well. Christmas tradition. Christmas tradition has numbered them, named them, and coronated them. Caspar, king of Tarsus. Melchior, king of Arabia, and Balthazar, king of Ethiopia. In Christmas pageants, they dress to impress. Ornate crown, silk robe, long train, color-coordinated entourage. How do I know? Because for a number of years at my church, Morrison Heights, in Clinton, I was the brown king. Had no acting ability. But what qualified me was my incredible tan. I was the brown king. And my children, Anne-Marie and JP, were my color-coordinated entourage as we walked slowly into the sanctuary in order to give our gift to Jesus. Sometimes the kings sing, but I will not for you. We three kings of Orient, 
are. Bearing gifts, we traverse afar. Field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Oh, star of wonder, star of light, star with royal beauty bright. Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Scripture actually calls them magi. From the Greek noun, magos, which our English word magician derives from. The Greek noun magos can also be rendered, besides magician, sorcerer, individuals who would have been trained in astrology. Think about it. They're, they're looking at the sky. They're, they're following the star as well as dream interpretation. I read Matthew's gospel, chapter 2, just verse 1. I read from the New American Standard. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, y'all, during their search for the king of the Jews, and it was just a pit stop, they, the Magi, met another king, the acting king of the Jews. Matthew chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. Where is he? Who has been born king of the Jews. For we saw his star in the east. And have come to worship him. Verse 3. And when Herod the king heard it. He was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. An Idumean by birth. And when I say Idumean. You have to think about. The Edomites. The word Idumean is the Greek equivalent of Edomite. And when I say Edomite, that means that you all need to go back to the book of Genesis. Remember, Isaac and Rebekah had twin sons. The older was Esau, but his nickname was Edom. And from Esau come the Edomites. From Jacob, the Israelites. So the Edomites and the Israelites were first cousins, but they're not one and the same. Had a rocky relationship. A lot of times went to war against each other. And the little book in the Old Testament, Obadiah, just 21 verses. Obadiah rails against the Edomites. May God judge the Edomites for how they mistreated their brothers, the Israelites. An Idumean, an Edomite by birth, Herod technically was over the Jews. We, we, we see that he's king of the Jews, but he's not Jewish. So he's really over the Jews rather than 
of the Jews. Verse 4 and following. And gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he, Herod, began to inquire of them where the Christ, which in Greek means Messiah, the anointed one, where the Christ was to be born. And they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And Shane this morning read this passage from Micah chapter 5. Matthew chapter 2, verse 6. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and ascertained from them the time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. And when you have found him, report to me that I too may come and worship him. The wise men wisely did not settle for any old king. Verse 9 and verse 10. And having heard the king, that would be Herod, they went their way, and lo, the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. According to verse 2, the Magi had left home and family journeying west in order to worship. Reaching Bethlehem, they came into the house and saw the child with Mary, then fell down and worshiped. Mission accomplished. The Greek verb translated worship is wonderfully graphic, and I hope that you just indulge me for a moment to spend some time with this Greek verb that is translated into English, worship. The Greek word pronounced proskuneo literally means to kiss to words. That which is translated worship. So when you're reading your New Testament and you see in your English Bibles, worship. The Greek is pros, which means before, kuneo, which means to kiss. Think about that, to kiss to words. How we think about worship, or do we think about worship in that way? For, for the ancient, worship meant to fall down. It, it, it meant to humble oneself, to prostrate oneself before somebody greater out of that respect out of that reverence and then kissing the feet of or the hem of the garment of or the ground before somebody worthy of such respect stood that's the word worship y'all that same greek verb appears in verse eight the subject surprisingly, is Herod. And as any great story has 
a villain. Herod clearly is the villain of this story. You don't have to know a lot about Herod to, yes, despise Herod. Especially based upon the one picture we have of Herod in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2. Surprisingly, the subject of the verb worship in verse 8 is Herod. He, like the Magi, had announced a reverent intent. I read verse 8 again. And Herod sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. And when you have found him, report to me that I too may come and worship him. Worship, y'all, is an attitude and actions. Both. Personal? Yes. Private? No. Therefore, discernible to any onlooker, although worship is directed unto God. Were the wise men worshipers? You be the judge. The first and second part of verse 11. And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. And opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Was Herod a worshiper? You be the judge. I read verse 16 of chapter 2. Then when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he became very enraged and sent and slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in all its environs from two years old and under, according to the time which he had ascertained from the Magi. Every Christmas, like the first Christmas, demands our discernment. Why? The king of the Jews, our king of kings, always has at least one rival. Every Christmas, like the first Christmas, requires discretion. Why? Worshiping the king competes with many other options to spend time and expend energy. Think about all of the celebrations that try to pack your December. Too often, we're sidetracked in Jerusalem. It's distracting sights and sounds. Meetings with Herod. Meanwhile, 10 kilometers down the road, just six miles southwest of the big city, the little town of Bethlehem still lies still. And the Christ of Christmas waits there quietly, welcoming the few who do show up. The wise don't stay in Jerusalem. Luther Crank, a John Grisham character, fumed in the midst of holiday shoppers and then dreamed. How nice it would be to avoid Christmas. Just a snap 
of the fingers. And it's January 2nd. No tree. No shopping. No meaningless gifts. No tipping. No clutter and wrappings. No traffic and crowds. No fruitcakes. No liquor and hams that no one needed. No Rudolph and Frosty. No office party. No wasted money. Skipping Christmas, which is the name of that John Grisham novel, may not be an option. But simplifying Christmas can be. In order to be, first and foremost, a worshiper. Not a party goer or a bargain hunter at this time of year to be a worshiper. Y'all, sadly, Christmas has become a pretense. A masquerade no different than Halloween or Mardi Gras. The first impersonator was Herod. Again, I read verse 8. And he sent the Magi to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. And when you have found him, report to me that I too may come and worship him. Right. Really? The first Christmas impersonator. Who will you resolve to be? This Christmas. The Magi. Or Masquerader. Sir Robert Grant. Lived during the glory days. Of the second British Empire. Where the sun. Never set. His. Birthplace. Was India. A colony where I was born back in 1965. His father, Charles, was a director of the prosperous East India Company. Therefore, Robert lived the good life. A Cambridge education, a career as an attorney. The British call them barristers, attorney. Member of Parliament, the House of Commons, and then Governor of Bombay, where I actually was born in 1965. I was born in Bombay. They call it Mumbai now, but it was Bombay. Governor of Bombay from 1834 until his death. Robert also lived a good life. A devout Anglican, mission-minded Beloved among the peoples of India. In Bombay, after his death, they built a medical school, naming it Grant Medical College, where my father, who several years ago retired as a cardiologist, did some of his residency. You may not know the man, but you likely know his words. One of Robert's poems and an adaptation of Psalm 104 became a hymn published in 1833 and still 
sung. O worship the King, all glorious above, and gratefully sing his wonderful love. Our shield and defender, the ancient of days, pavilioned in splendor and girded with praise. Although a loyal subject of King George III, the infamous King George III, and I won't ask any of the young people about American history and who was the King of England during the American Revolution. King George III. Although a loyal subject of the infamous King George III and the famous Queen Victoria, Sir Robert Grant reserved his reverence for the King of Kings. No substitute. Frail children of dust and feeble as frail. In thee do we trust, nor find thee to fail. Thy mercies, how tender, how firm to the end. Our maker, our defender, redeemer, and friend. This Christmas, Mount Zion, worship the king. Don't settle for less. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for what is great news. We call it the gospel. And it's so familiar to us that perhaps sometimes we, we don't get as excited. So we pray that you would once again kindle within our heart, stir within us that, that awe, that, that wonder that characterize everybody on that first Christmas when they met the Savior of the world. How the shepherds responded. How the, the wise men responded. Help us so that something that is so familiar does not just become once again a story. Thank you for this opportunity to worship because we do realize that the good news about Jesus coming was to rescue us because we were doomed in our sinfulness. We could not save ourselves. We needed help. We so thank you for sending the very best to send your son that we might have life, life abundant, life eternal. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for once again the opportunity that we could gather today to sing about it, to study about it, because if we don't live it, then the world outside the walls of this wonderful church will not know the real meaning of this time of year. Help us not only to be worshipers, but also to be witnesses as we spread the good news, as did the angels, as did the shepherds, as did the wise men. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
In a moment, Shane will, will lead us in a, in a hymn of invitation, and I'll, I stand before you to receive anybody who needs to make a decision. Because God is worthy, that's why we extend the invitation. You're not responding to a, a professor from Mississippi College. No, you're responding to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he's worthy of your response. Whether it's public or it's private, we give you that opportunity today. I've already prayed for you. That's the beauty of driving 77 miles an hour, I just confessed, down I-55 coming here. I was praying for you the whole time, thankful for this opportunity. Your pastor has been praying for me and praying for y'all. And our prayer is that, yes, you know the king. Most of you have already made that decision. Is there somebody here that has never made that decision? Well, you're in the right place. You're that close to making the best decision you could ever make. I made that decision when I was 13 years of age. I'm 45 years later. I'm 58, okay? Um, Hopefully nobody thought I was older than that. I'm 58. And in the 45 years that I've known Jesus, he's never let me down. It's the best decision I've ever made. And he's that close to saying, would you make that same decision? Would you? And as I said, church, we've got to be the ones to, to, to set the record straight and to let people know what, what this season's all about. And, and you hear, and, and, and they sound good, you know? Well, Christmas is, is, is about family. Yeah, but, but not really. Uh, Christmas is about giving back. Yeah, but, but not really. Uh, Christmas is about Jesus. And, 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 and we've got to be kind, firm, and, and, and instructional as we tell folks what it's really about. There's all other sorts of good ideas that have attached themselves to this event. But it's about Jesus. And we needed a rescue. If you need a prayer, be glad to pray with you. If you need a church home, I can't think of a better place to be a part. But whatever your decision, you do as God leads. Thanks. Stand as we sing. Jesus, I surrender all to Him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily. Live. I surrender all. I I surrender all, all to Jesus I surrender humbly at His feet I bow, worldly pleasures all forsaken take me, Jesus take me. I surrender all, I surrender all, 
to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. You may be seated. Before Jared comes up, uh, real quick, we were a little late getting the Facebook Live going, so the big applause that we gave was not not quite uh, projected to the Facebook Live, so Zach didn't get to see it. So we got to do that again. So for those of y'all who were not here earlier, uh, Zach got his doctorate in uh, uh, Christian leadership from Southwestern Theological Seminary and is driving back from Fort Worth now. So uh, as I said, he's been a really good leader up until this point. He's going to be an even better leader now that he's a doctor. Um, However, I don't know when he gets back what I'm supposed to call him. I don't know if it's still Brother Zach or Dr. Zach or Dr. Kilpatrick or Dr. Z. I don't know. You know Zach's going to have something. I'm sure he just wants Brother Zach. But uh, once again, let's give him a big round of applause and tell him how proud we are. (laughs) Hopefully... uh, Hopefully, Zach, you're getting close to being back, and uh, we hope your family has had a good time and a a much-needed time off and uh, had a wonderful time in Fort Worth and hope that you all have a safe trip back. With that, I'll turn it over to Brother Jared, who has our announcements. All right, so we've got several things here. Uh, First, as we've announced the last couple of weeks, deer hunters, if you have any extra meat that you'd like to donate to the food pantry, then you can take that to Knight's Deer Processing and just let them know that it's for the Mount Zion Food Pantry whenever you drop that off. Uh, In two weeks, Sunday, December 17th at 6 p.m., we'll have our children's Christmas musical and a church-wide fellowship to follow that. Uh, So we'll have the program here and then go down to the the gym for the the fellowship. We'll need soups, sandwiches, desserts, and drinks, and there's a sign-up sheet in the back for the soups. Uh, Next Sunday, December 10th, Youth Progressive Supper, uh, youth will need to meet at the church at 5. Uh, you guys will do a Dirty Santa at the, the last house that you go to. So if you want to participate in that, bring a $15 gift to participate in Dirty Santa. Uh, we have an opportunity per, to partner with other churches in the county to, to give a Christmas gift to each resident at the local nursing homes. Uh, so each bag is going to contain five items, lotion, socks, uh, throw blanket, activity book, and some chapstick. And those will be delivered to those residents uh, next Sunday, December 10th at 2 p.m. This Thursday, December 7th at 11 a.m., the Senior Adult Christmas Party. Um, Drinks and food will be provided, but today is the last day to sign up so they can get an accurate headcount. So if you're planning to go and have not signed up, uh, please do that. Again, that will be Thursday, December 7th at 11 a.m. Lottie Moon time so Lottie Moon Christmas our missions offering will be taken up every Sunday this month uh, children's choir practice this afternoon first through sixth grade will practice from 4:30 till 6 so first through sixth uh, the pre-k kids need to be here at 5:30, so they don't need to be here the whole time so please don't bring them so they have to be herded for that extra hour uh, Next announcement, come enjoy uh, beautiful holiday tablescapes, delicious desserts, coffee and hot chocolate. Man, this, this is quite an ad here. Sounds like radio commercial. Monday, Monday, Monday. Uh, anyway, so all of those things, an inspirational speaker and door prizes, all while supporting children with special needs at Casa de Fe Orphanage in Ecuador. Uh, I know many of us in this community are familiar with them. Uh, that's going to be tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at the First Baptist Church Fellowship Hall. 
Uh, and then food pantry bags will be packed next Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, does anybody else have any other announcements that didn't make it on the list? Okay, the only other thing that I had is if you notice whenever you came in or if you didn't notice, uh, there are two sheets on each of the tables in the back, uh, just a little bit of information about our candidate that's coming for the associate pastor uh, youth minister position next Sunday. Uh, so one of them is just a, a little note uh, from us and then a few little facts about him. Uh, and then the other is uh, a job description that the personnel committee has been working on for, for him in that position. So, uh, yeah, that's it. If nothing else, then, then I'll close us in prayer and we'll, we'll be gone. Uh, Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you so much for uh, the, the privilege to come to your house, Lord, to, to be with brothers and sisters, uh, and Lord, to do as, as Dr. Park mentioned, and, and worship you, uh, Lord, to, to worship you in truth as, as we know who you are, and we know what you have done for us uh, individually and, and us as humanity, God. We, we thank you for stepping down from heaven, um, for being our Savior, uh, Lord, we uh, we praise you for that, and Lord, I pray that that our lives, um, as as we go through you know each and every day, Lord, that they would reflect that that thankfulness, that gratitude, um, and reflect that joy that, that you pour into our lives. Uh, Lord, I uh, I do thank you for Dr. Park, and I thank you for what uh, he has come and, and spoken from your Word. Also, thank you for just what he means to to me and my family. Uh, and Lord, pray that that you would bless him, give him a safe trip home, and bless his family as well. Uh, and, Lord, I pray the same for, for each member here, Lord, that you would watch over us, keep us safe as we are coming and going during this season. Uh, and, Lord, I pray that we would uh, look for opportunities to just give a little space, uh, to have a little margin um, in, our, in our schedules and, and all, uh, and that we would give that to you, Lord, to, to worship you, to focus on you and, and why it is that we celebrate. Lord, we love you, and we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.